Inherently Happy, episode 104, The Happy Myth. Yowza ha ha, my happy friends. This marks two years of weekly podcasts. So this had better be good. And it is, because it is deep and lofty both, with a dollop or two of good humor. This is some primo stuff we're cooking up over here. The origin, I should say, the discovery of happy. My own inner happy. That universal constant that regulates both our equilibrium and our drive towards progress, our balance and growth, our happy. That part of ourselves we may ignore or discount or sometimes forget utterly. I wasn't always in need of such reminding, truly, for I was born under a shining star of well-behaved adorableness. So what need had I of happy? The world was at my feet. And as I got older, my influence only increased. Life was a breeze. I was golden. Until I wasn't. And had no coping mechanisms or support systems to deal with it. I was led astray. By my own pampered hubris into thinking life was easy. But the struggle became all too real. And all the more shocking due to my epic fall from grace. So came a period of unbalanced stagnation where I fell behind everyone else in schoolwork, social skills, and culture. I was a washed-up has-been at the ripe old age of eight. I learned all about stress, pain, illness, and death. Pets died, relatives died, along with my illusions. I lost every friend I ever thought I had. I wandered both the woods and the cemetery near my home. Forest creatures and the dearly departed were my constant and steadfast companions, but they spoke to me not, which was still a far cry better than the yelling and mockery I frequently suffered at the hands of those outside my tranquil realms. I just wanted what everybody wanted, to understand and be understood in return, to connect to experience, to live and be happy. But what was happy? What is happy? Is it getting whatever you want? What if all you want is candy? That certainly won't improve things. I needed to manage, mitigate, and moderate. I needed to find balance. I needed to strive for growth. I needed to find examples, practical exercises to test my theories and prove that they worked. So I imagined a series of fictional scenarios to showcase the outlook and attitude of both the self-aware and the unaware alike to see who would win. But it was too hypothetical because I just didn't have enough life experiences. So I decided to live a little and to work towards being able to try to express a happy life. I hadn't yet surrendered to love nor put my trust in someone. And neither, therefore, had I had those things destroyed due to the other person's selfishness. I hadn't come to terms with my childhood, my parents, my extended family, my pettiness, my pride, my guilt, my anger, my shame, my existence. I hadn't yet 
shown my resilience, my perseverance, nor my faith in something beyond myself. Happy was a constant co-pilot, sure, but a secret one. I still had some living to do before I could share. People always wondered how I maintained such good spirits, and yet they didn't believe me when I said that I prioritized sleep, healthy food, exercise, creative expression, and self-examination. And I always try to remind myself that clouds and sunshine come and go, and that I often prefer clouds because sunshine can be so blistering. I finally, after decades of pondering, realized that I needed to commit to sharing the lessons of balance and growth and to preaching the happy word. Ha ha! Yeah,